Welcome to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. My name is Tegan Buckley and today I'm joined by Grain Growers SA Regional Coordinator, David Evans. Welcome, David. G'day, Tegan. Nice to be with you and uh, what a fantastic location by the mighty Murray River. Yeah, with a copper in hand. We're really thrilled to have Grain Growers on board as a loyal MSF sponsor once again this year. So, to kick off the episode, David, you've been a farmer and a grain trader, and uh, that was before your role with grain growers. So can you tell us a bit about your journey to your role now? Yeah, sure. Um, so I grew up on a, on a family farm, a um, little place called Cainton, just on the edge of the Barossa Valley. Um, when I left school, no one could convince me that going to uni was a good idea. So I went off and worked in the livestock agency business for about six years, then um, went back on the farm. Uh, we sold that farm, moved to the southeast, ran another one. Uh, I had a bit of an epiphany at that point and went back and did some full-time study and did a diploma in farm business management. Handy. Um, which then led me into other things outside sort of hands-on farming. So I uh, uh, worked in rural training, um, so uh, training people in farm business management and also the farm uh, apprenticeship scheme. Mm. Uh, and then eventually that took me into grain accumulation and trading which I did for about 10 years which was really interesting and, and again dealing with farmers and I, and I guess in my early life um, I had a really good grounding in, in getting on and dealing with farmers and so everything I've done has sort of revolved around that I guess um, and then about six years ago the opportunity came up to join grain growers and I thought well what a good uh, way to keep involved in agriculture but also represent the interests of grain growers as well. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about your role? What's sort of the best part about it in your view? Oh, I thought about this long and hard. Uh, I think the, there's, two, there's two best things. The best thing is the people that you meet um, and and the ability to travel across right across the grain growing areas, not only in South Australia, but I've been fortunate enough to travel interstate as well on lots of occasions. And so, yeah, travel and the people, I think. Yeah, good answer. So your job means you get to visit a lot of regions, meet a lot of growers and see a fair bit of ag events and field days, flying the grain growers flag high. What are some of the most exciting things that you're seeing farming systems groups tackle? Oh gosh, farming systems groups have really evolved in South Australia at a great rate of knots I reckon over the last 10 years and I was thinking about it I think um, probably the, one of the biggest ones is the increasing use of technology. Um, both by individual farmers but also by farming systems groups um, and it would be remiss of me not to give MSF's immersive ag virtual field days a bit of a plug because I reckon they're fantastic that's a, that's a really oh, good use of, of technology thank you um, and there's more people starting to use podcasts and communicate that way and I think if there's any good things that have come out of the COVID-19 experience one of those is that it's forced a lot more people to explore their options with technology and as, a, as a, another means of, of communication, particularly if, if travel hasn't been an option. Thank you for the immersive ag plug. <laughs> no, that's right. I, I reckon um, one of the other things that has, has come around in the next the last few years is certainly a, a greater acknowledgement of the role played by women on farms and particularly on grain growing farms. Um, we're starting to see a lot more uh, groups having courses specifically for women so like agronomy for women or you know tractor maintenance for women or whatever mm, yeah yeah very true so we've had a new southern grain growers representative appointed richard konzak 
how can we connect with our local grain growers board members and especially I guess for those in the southern southern SA um, you know how can we connect with Richard and utilize maybe our regional members a bit better yeah so Richard was recently uh, elected to the board of grain growers which is a, a great thing you'll, you'll bring a lot of skills um, from various other organizations to it and I, I guess the board is largely around governance uh, first and foremost so in terms of connecting with grain growers we'd, we'd encourage uh, growers to in the first instance probably connect with their local regional coordinator uh, and or someone from our national policy group uh, if you've got an issue that uh, is concerning your farm business there's a really good chance it's concerning other people's farm business at, as well um, or failing that just jump onto the grain growers website and uh, uh, connect with one of the policy team is mm. probably the probably the best way perfect so on to the next question grain growers has partnered with benstar to bring farmers and their families a holistic and comprehensive health and well-being program so can you tell us a little bit more about this new program um yeah so um we've basically badged it as grain growers family support service on the basis that it sort of offers solutions to not just bringing people together and, and it's um, broader than just mental health services because there's a lot of those around and they do a lot of good work. Yeah. Um, but this is that and a bit more. So um, the program uh, offers you know, strategies for people to create better work-life balance, to manage stress, mm. um, good stressful time of the year coming up, harvest. Yeah. Um, but then also, you know, guidance on parenting issues and how to improve your fitness and nutrition and HR advice if you're employing people and you're just not too sure which way to which way to turn. Um, there's access to financial financial counselling and also legal support. So it's a if you've got a problem, um, pick up the phone and, mm. and, and talk to growers a grain growers family support service. Yeah, fantastic. So I guess on to a little bit more about grain growers uh, policies. Can you give us a rundown on some of grain growers' key policies and how they might be applicable to, I guess, our Mallee growers? Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess we're, we're working, we're constantly working on, on lots of key things. And if I perhaps just focus on two or three um, that are uh, that we've had, I guess, some, some timely wins over the last yeah. 12 months or so. So I guess probably uh, top of the list has been the Indonesian Free Trade Agreement. Uh, so grain growers has been heavily involved in those trade negotiations going back I think five or six years um, and effectively what it's going to mean is that uh, it's uh, access for about uh, 500,000 tonnes of feed grain into Indonesia uh, initially and as you know we already supply a lot of cattle into a lot of yeah. cattle into Indonesia um, but importantly there's also the opportunity there for um, to work or to work with I guess um, members of the or people involved in the Indonesian grains and uh, and grain processing industries, and so to uh, pass on some skills and knowledge uh, from uh, from Australia. So that's one. Um, another one that really gets growers going normally is this, uh, and we've been working closely with the ACCC on a uh, right to repair and and machinery warranty uh, policy, because often. Um, it, it still staggers me, but you know, if you go and buy a header for eight hundred thousand dollars, you're covered under the same consumer protection legislation as you are if you go and buy a new washing machine. Um, and obviously, you know, a, a header you'd like to think has got a bit more life expectancy oh, than a washing machine. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we've been working hard on that, on, on trying to, um, you know, 
get some consistency and, and to recognise that you know machinery is a, is a major part of uh, the expense of running a grain growing business um, and often you know you can buy a new header and it'll stand in the shed for 10 months before you even use it and then by the time you've got it going you've got six weeks of your warranty left. So we've been working on that uh, quite hard. Another thing to do with machinery, we've been working very closely with the National Heavy Vehicle Register uh, on trying to get some, uh, I guess, national um, uh, common rules and laws about, around moving ag machinery on roads because most of the uh, laws probably were designed back in the 1940s and they're all different in every state. Um, and so it's been really interesting when we sat down with NHVR and actually got some of their members out on farm. They were absolutely amazed, A, at the size of the machinery, um, because, I mean, you can send someone a drawing or a photo, but until they've actually sat in a 60-foot boom spray, they really haven't got an they appreciation. They have no idea. No. But um, I'm pleased to say that they were actually very supportive, and they said, oh, you know, we can actually see that this is a major issue. Brilliant. Um, so we've been working hard on that. Um, and one of the other things that we've been working on over the last two or three years and is now sort of starting to see the light of day is the grain sustainability framework um, which is basically uh, building a, a framework of this is how the grains industry runs um, and, you know, meat and livestock have got one um, dairy industry have got one and it's it's i guess about um, giving our grain customers and consumers confidence in how we operate the things that we that we do and, and how we do them um, one of the things that um, we've been working on just very recently is uh, this question of carbon se sequestration uh, and, and how do we reduce in greenhouse gases and if we're going to have zero emissions by 2030. And one of the things that's come out of that is to say, well, yep, that's great to set a target for 2030, but where are we now? Mm. Um, what levels of carbon are currently in the soil on individual farms all the way across Australia? And how do we measure that? Yeah. And then that goes further to say, well, there's about half a dozen different carbon um, measuring tools. Which one's best? Mm. They're all different. Uh, so we spend a lot of time working with uh, uh, Condinen Group and a couple of other people in trying to sort of work out what's the best fit-for-purpose carbon calculator. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously running some trials with, uh, with growers. And I think it's one of those things that it may turn out that, you know, we haven't got as much work to do as perhaps we think we might have. Um, yeah. As in growers may already, if they've been no-tilling and retaining stubble and that sort of thing for a long period of time, they may actually have sequestered a lot more carbon than they even realise. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, it'd be good to keep updated on that one. Indeed. Yeah. So we asked Twitter a few questions. Are you the number one ticket holder at Sturt Footy Club? Uh, sadly not. Um, and that offer actually hasn't been extended to me yet, but no. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Okay. We asked the MSF directors, and we have this little in-house MSF tally going when it comes to how many field days you and Wilbur attend in SA. We'd like to know, do you guys carpool? And if so, who is DJ and what's your favourite road trip playlist? Um, well, the answer to all of those is no, we don't, but it's actually a really good idea. Yes. Um, so next time I see Jamie, I'm, perhaps I'm going su to suggest that. Um, and how many field days do I go to, did I go to this year? Not as many as last year. Um, I honestly don't know off the top of my head. Um, Kento would also like to know if you would do karaoke with him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Can right. he sing? Oh, well, yep. Yep, he's got a few favourite songs that he likes to belt out 
in a in a karaoke bar after board meetings. I'm so, sure we'd um, find. I'm sure we'd find a couple. What would, that we what would be on. your song of pick then? Oh, just to put you on the spot. Gosh, yeah, put me on the spot. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to give it a bit more thought. I All reckon. right, get back to us on that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, David, for coming on board the MSF Farm Talk podcast. Anything final you might like to add before we wrap up this episode? Um, look. No, other than to say, look, thanks, uh, thanks for the opportunity. Um, I'd like to uh, perhaps wish all growers a, uh, a successful and trouble-free and hopefully not too much La Nina harvest. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, and again, just thanks for the opportunity to, uh, to be with you today. Yeah, thank you. I'm sure we'll have you back on the podcast again one day soon. Love it. That'll be cool. great. Don't forget to share this episode with a mate if you took some value away from it and be sure to subscribe, rate and review our podcast. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.